Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and if you're enjoying the show, I plead with you to consider helping it out by giving it a review. I know for many it is super painful, but the place that helps me the most, I'm sorry to say, is iTunes. I know I've heard a lot of feedback from a lot of listeners who say, I really want to give you a review, but I do not run iTunes. And, well, I'm sorry, but that's unfortunately it's the only way Apple has provided to, uh, to have reviews be counted and provided is through iTunes, the actual desktop client. You can't even go through uh, iTunes website. Uh, you have to actually go into the iTunes client. And I'm sorry, that's just how it is. And unfortunately, podcasts are most heavily influenced by iTunes reviews in Apple at Apple. So that's the thing that would help me the very, very most is if you spend a few minutes, go into that iTunes client and provide me a review. To do that, you find the podcast in the iTunes store in the client, and then you click on the ratings and reviews tab, and then you click the write a review button. So if you are brave enough to run it and uh, and you will spend a few minutes to go do that, I'd really, really appreciate it. It helps a lot. You could also help the show by just spreading the word. Share the link to the podcast. Uh, share the links that I send out on the Facebook group or on Twitter and uh, share it with a friend, share it with another photographer, tell them you should check it out. Uh, that would help me a lot too. We, we got to grow the listeners uh, so we can keep this thing rolling. All right, now with the boring stuff out of the way, let's talk about today's topic. It comes from a question that was asked in the Improved Photography Facebook group. And as a quick aside, I mentioned it in a lot of podcasts in the past, and I'll, I'll reiterate here, if you aren't participating in our Facebook groups for our podcasts, you're missing out on a ton of other activity that's happening every day of the week. There are questions and answers going on every day of the week on all kinds of topics across our podcasts for the Improved Photography Network. Photo Taco is one of those. There's portrait sessions, there's tripod, and there's the Improved Photography Podcast. All of them with really good weekly shows but the Facebook groups, each one of them has their own Facebook group as well. And we have just a ton going on there all the time. So if you haven't joined yet, you got to go check all of those out and check out the other podcasts too. They're really, really great uh, podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. All right. So anyway, Kevin Greaves, he asked on the Improved Photography Facebook page, and, and I thought I'd take it on in this Photo Taco episode. He asked, is it common practice to regularly switch between the camera's profiles, standard, neutral, landscape, portrait, etc. Or do you just pick one you like and leave it? What's your favorite and why? I love the question because I think the camera manufacturers, I think they kind of mislead people a little bit on this or maybe not deliberately mislead, assumes there's like malicious intent there and, and that's probably not accurate. But I just don't think it's well communicated what's going on here. If you're a beginner, a hobbyist, if you're someone who hasn't done a whole lot of this yet, then you you may not know, which is probably why Kevin had the question. So let me, I, I'm really glad he asked it. it. It was something that took me a while to figure out too as a beginner not very long ago. 
So let's define what it is first. Picture styles, uh, oh, sorry. Picture styles is the name Canon uses for this. It's another problem we have. So many things are called just slightly different names between the different manufacturers. In this, for this specific example, Canon calls these things picture styles and Nikon calls them picture controls. And I'm sure there's even other names from other manufacturers. Most of them, I think, have support this uh, capability to be able to change this. What it is, though, let's, let's take Canon as an example first. You have within the menus, you can apply a picture style. And your choices are auto, standard, portrait, landscape, neutral, faithful, monochrome, and then there's custom. Uh, and what they do is each one of them has behind it a little bit of information that you can provide the camera to change how things are handled with regard to sharpness, contrast, saturation, and color tone for Canon. For Nikon, under picture controls, you can choose between standard, neutral, vivid, monochrome, portrait, landscape, or flat. Very similar names to a lot of those things. Uh, I guess you can't get a copyright on portrait mode <laughs> in style mode. Uh, and But the Nikon controls underneath it, underneath those different profiles, I like how Kevin termed it profiles, um, you have some similar controls, but a couple of extras. You have sharpness, contrast, clarity, brightness, saturation, and hue. So, but, but the point of, that I wanted to make in this podcast is if you're shooting raw, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really impact anything. And uh, so this is what, what you're doing when you pick one of these profiles in your camera menu. You're telling the camera, all right. I'm shooting portraits. And so I want you, as you write the JPEG image, as you write that data to the memory card, I want you to do something special with sharpness, contrast, saturation, and color tone to make a portrait look the best it can. A really similar process to what you are manually doing in Lightroom when you bring in a raw file that is a portrait, you probably have a specific way you like to set the sliders for sharpness and contrast and saturation. And very similarly, when you're when you choose that picture style and you're creating JPEGs, that's exactly what the camera is going to be doing. It's going to be setting those those sliders, essentially, I mean, it's inside the camera, so they're not really sliders. It's going to be setting those those things to be uh, a place that the manufacturer believes will make the end image, the end JPEG that's written to the flashcard, uh, look its best for that specific thing. It will be, those settings will be one way for landscape and a different way for portrait. Or if you don't like any of the ones that Canon did by default and you want to go play with them, Maybe do your own testing and decide how you like the portraits to look. And you can create your own custom profile and, and add one of how you want it to deal with sharpness, contrast, saturation, and color tone. And so, so that's all fine. But when you are processing the raw image in Lightroom, it doesn't really matter what you picked. It doesn't um, affect the raw file. It's raw. It's exactly what the sensor picked up. It's what came out of the sensor raw. And so there's no application of any of those picture styles that impact how the raw file looks. 
Now, Lightroom does have what might be a little known feature where you can sort of tell Lightroom that you want it to show you the raw file with a bit of a bias towards how it would have been written in the JPEG file if you had chosen an in-camera picture style. And so the way it works is, uh, is you could go to the develop module on a particular photo and down in the very last panel, there's something called the camera calibration panel. And under that, there's a dropdown that says profile, which is why it's really great that Kevin picked that word in his question, profile. And for my Canon camera, uh, by default, when I brought in a raw photo, it was set to Adobe standard. That's the default setting. When you bring in a raw file, it's Adobe standard. But if you want the raw file to look more similar to how the JPEG would have looked if, if you applied a picture style, then you can pick in that dropdown, there are profiles that match your camera's picture settings, picture styles uh, for Canon. Then all of the standard portrait, landscape, neutral, and faithful are all there. And so you can pick those and you can make it look the same. I'm sure you've had the experience where you took a photo and when you looked at it on the back of that LCD screen on the back of your camera, uh, you thought, man, I nailed it. That was awesome. That is a really, really good photo. And then you pull up the same photo in Lightroom, looking at it on your bigger display, and you're like, yeah, okay, maybe I didn't nail it quite as much as I thought I did. And uh, that has to do with the screen size for one. You can see the detail of your image much better on your computer display than you can on that little tiny LCD screen. But the other reason is, even if you're shooting RAW, uh, your camera produces a JPEG file of that image and embeds that into the RAW file so that you can preview it. When you're doing the preview in the LCD screen, it's, it's looking at the JPEG that's embedded within the RAW file. It's not actually displaying the RAW file to you. So if you applied an in-camera picture style, it will be applied to the preview of your RAW file as you're looking on the camera, but it won't be applied when you open it up in Lightroom. And so if you want to make it look more similar, if you want to get started off on something that's close, it might not be exactly the, what you looked like. it looked like in the preview on the back of the LCD, but if you wanted to get a lot closer than what Adobe Standard is, you can go into that camera calibration panel and pick one of those profiles. And now Lightroom is going to show you the raw file in a way that makes it look more similar. That doesn't do anything to your sliders. It doesn't change your ability to manipulate the raw file with those sliders. It doesn't change anything else. It just kind of gives you a common starting point where how Lightroom is showing you the raw file looks more similar to the JPEG preview. So you may decide you like that. You may decide you like the portrait picture style when you are previewing it and you're out shooting portraits and then you want to change the landscape when you're doing landscapes. For me personally, as I played around with it a little bit, I decided I didn't like having it be the camera doing that. Um, I didn't want to worry about changing the settings in between either. If I'm shooting landscapes and then I go to shoot portraits, I don't want to have to remember to go change what my picture style is and have it look different. So I've decided just to make it one less thing that I have to worry about in order to make it look more like it's going to look when I import the raw file, I pick on Canon, I picked uh, neutral for my picture style. And then that kind of matches a pretty closely 
with the Adobe standard profile. And there's not this massive discrepancy between what I saw in my camera and what I see in Lightroom when I open it up. So that's me personally. I, I don't think I'm worried about this enough. If it, it doesn't impact the raw file, I think I have enough other things to worry about that I don't want to have to mess with this. And uh, so I pick it, I set it, and forget it. That's how I deal with it. Um, there may be valid use cases. I could see where if you're doing a lot of portraits and you don't do anything else and you're showing the back of your camera to your client a lot, which you probably would be if you're shooting a lot of portraits, then there may be value in setting that picture style so that it can look the very best it can on the back of the camera as you show it to the client. And, uh, and then, yeah, you just have to remember when you import it, you really either need to set that profile in uh, camera cl calibration or just start playing with the sliders and make it look the, the best you, you like to do. Uh, so, all right, so, so that's kind of the end of the discussion on the picture styles, but it, it, there's really another topic that's very similar that I wanted to cover very quickly. We've talked about it before on the Improved Photography podcast, but I wanted to talk about it here because not only does it not matter about shooting RAW versus JPEG for this setting in your camera, it doesn't matter if you unless you use the software that comes from the manufacturer. So Canon provides software to process your RAW files. And unless you use that software, this particular setting means nothing. It won't change anything. And it's long exposure noise reduction. So kind of a very similar way where picking the picture style doesn't really impact the RAW file and what you're gonna get in Lightroom. If you enable long exposure noise reduction, all you're doing, oh, and, and you use Lightroom or any other software other than what comes from the manufacturer for your camera, you gained nothing. You, uh, all you did was double the amount of time it took for you to get your shot. So let me explain just really, really fast kind of what long exposure noise reduction does. It's a setting on Canon. I think Nikon has a similar one where if you take a shot that's more than one second shutter speed, if it's two seconds to 30 seconds, uh, you can have this feature enabled. And what it will do is your shot will go, let's say you're shooting a Milky Way Galaxy shot and you're going 30 seconds on the exposure. You wanna to try to get every star you can. And um, if you have long exposure noise reduction on, it will take your initial shot at 30 seconds, then it will shut the shutter and your camera will sit there completely unusable for an additional 30 seconds as the camera activates the sensor inside and gets a completely black photo and then embeds that into the final raw file. Both photos, both shots go into the single raw file. And the idea then is the software from Canon or from Nikon or the manufacturer could compare those two files and it can identify then the noise as what's exactly the same between those two shots and eliminate it, safely eliminate it without, uh, you know, degradating the sharpness of your photo, which is usually the downside of noise reduction. And, you know, I've tested this. I even, even using the Canon software, which is horrid. It's, I mean, Lightroom is slow and I hate that it's slow, but Canon software is so bad and so unusable. 
even if this worked brilliantly, I wouldn't want to use it. But I've tested it. It really doesn't change much. It doesn't have an impact. And if you're shooting that way on long exposures and you're processing in Lightroom, all you did was wait. You, you get no advantage because Lightroom does not use that second image and does not compare the two to eliminate noise. It doesn't do that. And it won't. And only the software from Canon will do that. So not super tightly related uh, as far as like feature and what you're trying to accomplish with picture styles versus long exposure noise reduction. Just a point that you're wasting your time taking photos if you enable that feature and you don't use Canon or software from your manufacturer in order to process the photos. So just don't turn it on if unless you're planning to use Canon software to to uh, to make that work. All right, so there you go. That's uh, that's what I wanted to cover for this episode. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, be sure to check out the other podcasts that are in the Improved Photography Network. If you're interested in portraits, portrait sessions is awesome. If you like landscapes, tripod, check that out. And for everyone, you need to go check out the Improved Photography Podcast. It is a really great weekly podcast where a bunch of photo nerds get together and just talk photography handle questions, talk about what's bugging us or what we like or the latest thing we found. Really, really great topics there every week. I love the show. You need to go check it out. Also, I have to mention the mothership. What makes this podcast entirely possible today is improvephotography.com. There's constant updates on news gear and other photo tip articles all the time out there. If you're not checking out at least once a week, you're missing a lot of great content. Uh, ways that you can improve your photography that you probably aren't even thinking about right now. And it is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!